It's a new year and a new season of Tusker Talk, the official podcast of the Somer Central School District. We're so glad you're tuning in today. I'm Amanda Bergen, the district's communications coordinator. Today is Thursday, September 9th, and our first superintendent's update of the 2021-22 school year. Hi, Dr. Blanche. Hello, Amanda. Welcome to the new school year. Hi, you too. Thank you. How's it going so far? Pretty good, actually, all things in account. We've got uh, our uh, weeks or our school year started last week. We had a nice, uh, so strong first three days, and then we are on our first day this week. Um, I would say that our students have done a, a great job as they did all last year. Again, as we know, we're all having to wear our masks through the schools and the halls and things, and kids have done great. And again, I would just have to say lots of laughter day one and uh, visiting classrooms and students you know, getting right to work and things like that. So certainly I uh, would prefer not to have the masks, but that's where we're at right now, where we need to be for a bit. Um, but the kids are really doing a great job, and so are the faculty and staff. And so. grateful to be in the building. I've heard that yes. several times. Yep, so and there's really a little sense of yeah, a little sense of happy happy to be back. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, we have had some hiccups with the busing situation. Yes. So I would say that is certainly the uh, largest area right now. Our transportation piece is something that uh, is certainly causing us some struggles. Uh, the major cause of that is that we are short of drivers for our buses and so which is a nationwide shortage yes it is it is a nationwide shortage i know that the service industry a lot drivers of all sorts be it trust drivers or mm -hmm. delivery drivers for whatever it may be um, we are definitely short of those drivers and so i've actually heard some districts in the area are just telling parents they can't drive their kids to school, period. Uh, yes, there is there is some of that. I know a few districts did not start school on the first day or two and then uh, are looking at some pretty major shifts. So hopefully we don't have to do anything right. like that. Um, yet we are looking at uh, trying to make some adjustments just to put things in perspective a little bit. Uh, for example, at our elementary schools, we typically have between 13 and 14 runs that kind of go out the big buses and and bring our children to school at Primrose and SAS. So right now we're actually having to reduce that by four runs. And so now you're looking at you know nine or 10 runs. That's a significant drop in buses available to go out and pick up our children. So that is the part that we're really struggling with. And with that, what happens is, is that then you need to start combining the routes. Instead of having 14 buses, I only have 10. So then we have to start combining routes, that means uh, the ridership is a little bit more, as well as the bus runs are longer. Right. The more stops, the longer the run is going to take. That is something I, we are not going to be able to, I don't think, significantly change from where we're at right now until we get more drivers. And so we know Royal Coach is out there advertising for drivers. It is difficult. And yeah, so they're even uh, offering a $2,000 signing I bonus. I did see that they're offering a signing bonus, doing everything they possibly can to get drivers. My understanding is is that they thought they were relatively set before, just short before school started, and I don't think the drivers they had slated to show necessarily arrived, and that's across the board, not just you know here but elsewhere. I know a district not too far from us that runs their own transportation group is down nine drivers and a route system that's even smaller than ours. And so it, it's difficult. So you're seeing some pretty major changes across the schools in that regard. So with that Primrose and SAS, again, those routes are going to be longer for the foreseeable future. The number one target though is to get our children to school on time. Yeah. We know we've had four or five routes so far of the nine or 10 we're running that our students are getting in or late. So that is our number one target to get the children, to pick them up and get them here on time. 
Yes, the routes will be longer, but we really need to get them here on time. And how are the secondary schools being affected by this? So the secondary schools, we are actually doing uh, better. Um, from where we were last week to where we are we're just this morning. So middle school, they were uh, all on time today. We had, I think, two buses just right uh, as the second bell was starting. So we'll be able to trim those minutes down just with better understanding of our routes. High school, same kind of case. We were there just about the same time. So the high school and the middle school, again, they support each other. So route goes and drop, does the high school drop off in the morning? Then they go back and pick up the middle school kids and drop them off. So they're connected. And that's what Primrose and SAS, those routes are connected. So. Primrose bus runs, then they drop those kids off at Primrose, and then they go and pick up at SAS. So that's kind of that two-tiered system that we've got going. Is there anything you can do, any options you can pursue to shorten these bus runs? So one of the things we're looking at in particular actually is uh, the middle school, based upon the last uh, couple of days, it, it looks like there are some a few buses that may be dropping off at the middle school early enough, they can maybe go assist the SAS runs in the morning. So that's a piece we're going to assess again today and then see if there's opportunities to go ahead and, and have those buses join for the morning bus runs. Again, number one target, get the kids to school on time. It may help a little bit in the morning with shorten up the routes. That will not be available in the afternoon. So the afternoon will be, again, those longer routes, again, having them leave school on time. So if, if we can find a few extra buses to help out with the SIS runs, that's still going to take a couple days to figure out the new routes and which kids should go on which bus. So that's, that would take several days at least to work out, right? Yeah, we absolutely anticipate that. And again, I want to you know, thank our drivers that they already have, just in the first few days, been very flexible uh, with routes and driving. And again, they would need to demonstrate that flexibility again because we'd be asking for a handful of drivers to drive you know, uh, help assist at SIS and things, so. Well, I would think some of the runs that came in late in today um, were probably because they were brand new runs to the drivers. Absolutely, and absolutely. And they're not used to them yet. Like with every first day of school, and today was a first day of a new run. It was. The runs are always longer because yes. everybody's getting used to it. And, and as you described there too, even so, I know the number of those bus drivers went out between the morning and afternoon run and ran their route again. Just to Very conscientious. Get just want to Get it, practice it again. So. We'll have that run this afternoon, the run tomorrow morning, run in the afternoon tomorrow. And then now that will really give us a good understanding of exactly where we sit. I do believe though that again, those routes and the length is going to be long as it is. The sheer fact of the matter is, is we are down, you know, from typically 10, 10 routes or whatever that would normally be another four routes on top of that. 14, nine at the other school goes to 13. So the reality is it's a lot of uh, buses that for a district like us is going to have an impact. So. All right, well, hopefully we'll have some better news coming in the next few weeks. Yes. And we'll certainly keep everybody posted on the driver shortage and any, any information we have to share. Yes, I'll send a note out this afternoon just to the entire community. And then uh, uh, Nate Spence, our driver, uh, director of uh, transportation, will go ahead and provide an uh, email just directly to the impacted families as we anticipate some changes on Monday, but we, we're not going to be able to make those tomorrow. So. Okay. Let's switch gears and talk a little bit about the um, COVID-19 testing that yes. will be taking place in our schools. We have a new program partnering with the Westchester County Department of Health. Correct, correct. And so we've um, just been identified with a, a vendor that they've subcontracted with. So they've started to work with us. They'll be providing with us information for testing and parental permission. That went out actually last week, uh, the parental permission. So right now we're, we're at about 10%. Have of, responded? Yes. 
and giving us permission to go ahead and do the randomized testing. So obviously we would really like to have those numbers up higher. So I, a little birdie told me that the form is kind of long that you have to fill out. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Because when I saw the form, we asked, uh, we can't change it. It is not our form. It is the same form that everybody across the school districts that are using this vendor are using the exact same form. So unfortunately, we can't. Uh, we did try to digitize that, so it assists a little bit instead of mailing home and sending back right, and all those things. it's on Parent Square. It is, thank you, yeah, Parent Square. And so that, unfortunately, is not something that we are able to alter and adjust. Mm -hmm. But we really need people to fill it out so yes. we can keep the kids yep. in school. Yes, and our hope is to start that a little bit later and set towards the end of September uh, with that testing mechanism and going that way. So that will be, at least we had a, group, a pool to start with, and then hopefully we can continue to get some more and more people on board to uh, provide that testing uh, information. So, And the, the state just mandated that teachers and staff need to be vaccinated or tested weekly? Right. So that would be basically all, all adults in the schools and things. And so um, we'll be starting up to uh, ask for the verification of vaccination from our uh, adults in the schools. If that's not provided to us, then they'll have to go ahead and show evidence of a negative COVID test on a weekly basis. All right, thank you very much for the first superintendent's update and we'll be back in two weeks with another one because next week is Yom Kippur and there's no school on Thursday. Correct, thank you, man, and we'll see you in a few weeks. Okay.